Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with special guest Peter Warren. Dawson, if all of your faculties were taken away from you, except the sound mind, you could change the course of history through the ministry of intercession. Wow. Prayer, prayer. God, God, what is your will? And then pray and pray and pray until. What a privilege. It's not a labor. It's actually with him because it's this is what he wants to do. And when it's not happening, he wants us to begin praying now. In today's message, Peter Warren will share with you about intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer is when you choose to stand in the gap for those around you. You bring your prayers for others before the throne of God. Intercessory prayer is a ministry all on its own, and there is power in the name of Jesus. Now, let's join Peter Warren for Community Night on Main Thing Radio as he continues his message, Creating with God. forward in an altar call at George Mueller's funeral. He maybe witnessed it from heaven, but God answered his prayer. This man who had resisted God for over six decades finally came to the Lord. How important is prayer? Jesus is doing it, right? How many hours a day? 24-7. So when you woke up this morning, God, Jesus had been praying for you all night. (laughs) Wow. How incredible, how important is intercession that he's doing it continually. So could he do it without us? Absolutely. He could do it without us, but he wants to do it with us. He wants to co-create with you and me to bring about his will on earth, his preferred will. Dean Sherman, the great man of God, wrote, a number of books. One of them is called Spiritual Warfare. And Dean says this, God is not limited, unable to do anything without man's prayers. God can do whatever he wants. He's sovereign. He is not bound by man. However, it seems that God has chosen to include man in the responsibility and authority of this planet. God has chosen to move in the affairs of man to the degree that we pray. He will not eliminate the middleman. What's the middleman? It's the one who's standing in the gap there, see, making a wall. No, 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 God, remember what you're like. I'm not going to leave them. I'm not going to abandon them, Lord. That's the middleman, okay? There are certain areas in which God will not move unless we pray, and he is astonished when we don't. So what, what does it mean to be a middleman or a middlewoman, the one standing in the gap? First of all, having a right heart, being right with God, James 5.16 says it's the prayer of the righteous that are powerful and effective. If I hold wickedness in my heart, the Lord doesn't hear me, it says. There's There's a barrier between us. So we have to be right with God. That's part of the power of our prayers. Secondly, accurate information. What is really going on? What is your will in this situation? Wow. Okay, so 
Let me, let me close with some quotes, and then I'll tell you a story that impacted my life. So E.M. Bounds, talking about prayer, changing outcomes, he said, prayer works so well in crisis, it's a wonder why we don't implement it on a regular basis. Paul Billheimer, prayer is the most powerful factor in shaping human history. The Norwegian pastor, all Hallesby, in prayer, the church has received the power to rule the world. If it would stay together on its knees, it would dominate world politics from the prayer room. John Bunyan, who wrote Pilgrim's Progress, when man works, man works. When man prays, God works. Andrew Murray, the great South African writer, the ones who mobilized the church to pray, they will make the greatest contribution in history to world evangelization. And then my favorite, Joy Dawson, if all of your faculties were taken away from you, except a sound mind, you could change the course of history through the ministry of intercession. Wow. Pray, pray. God, what is your will? And then pray and pray and pray until. What a privilege. It's not a labor. It's actually with him because it's, this is what he wants to do. And when it's not happening, he wants us to begin praying that. So I was, I'd heard a story about this Scottish preacher called Duncan Campbell. Duncan used to speak in our YWAM schools back in the day, back in the 60s and 70s. And I was seated at, for dinner at a table at a YWAM gathering with Lauren Cunningham, who started Youth with a Mission, and I asked him, because he knew Duncan Campbell personally, I heard this story, could you tell me the story? And so this is what he said. Duncan Campbell was the speaker, the plenary speaker at this conference in England. All these people have gathered the final night of the conference. He's seated up on the platform, and God speaks to him. Go to the Hebrides. The Hebrides are these islands off the northwest coast of Scotland. So that's out of the blue, Lord. Okay, okay, I'll go to the Hebrides. Uh, Thinking in a week or two weeks, a second time the Lord says, go to the Hebrides now. And he says, okay, Lord, let me, I'm, I'm scheduled to speak here. All these people have come. Let me speak and then I'll go. A third time the Lord says, go to the Hebrides now. So he he leans over to the guy who was organizing the conference and he said, the Lord told me I'm to leave. (laughs) And the man said, what do you mean? They're singing the last song. I'm about to introduce you. What do you mean you have to leave? And, And he said, well, I will be of no use to you here because God has called me elsewhere. So he left. I don't know who preached that night, but it wasn't Duncan Campbell. He gets home, gets on a ferry, gets across to the Hebrides these islands, to one island called the Isle of Wight. And gets off the, the boat, and there's, he doesn't know who he's supposed to meet. No one knows he's coming. Well, they did actually know he was coming, but not through any kind of communication. And he, he's there, and there's this little boy, maybe a 12-year-old, 13-year-old boy, and he, he said, hey, uh, could you tell me, are there any churches around here? And the, the boy said, well... The churches here are all dead. But I know that that house up there is an elder of of that church close by. And so he treks up to this house and he knocks on the door and the man opens the door. Brother Duncan, we've been praying for you to come. And he says, 
See that house down there? That's another elder from the church. They're waiting for you for dinner. It's, it's the, the gathering, the meetings begin tonight. So he goes down there, there's people waiting. You came. They had actually sent letters to invite him, and he never got them. So they eat dinner. They go to the church. These are farmers in the middle of summer. Church begins at 8 o'clock, ends at 11. It's still light that far north. And he preaches this powerful sermon. And do you know what happened? Nothing happened. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to say that. Nothing happened. Well, nothing happened immediately. But then they're standing around after sipping, drinking tea and talking, and someone comes running in. Quickly, come outside. And they go outside, and people are laying on the ground, on their knees, flat on their faces, groaning and crying. And it was conviction of sin that just descended, and people began to confess their sins. Duncan Campbell told Lauren Cunningham, the first person to get up got up at 4.30 in the morning to go home. And it moved upon God and revival spread and spiritual awakening throughout these islands. Uh, it's known as the Hebrides Revival. You can read about it. Amazing stuff that happened. Well, why? Why did God do that? Well, clearly Duncan Campbell's obedience. But later on, he meets this prayer group who've been praying. And two of the people, the ladies who started the prayer group, one was doubled over with arthritis at that point. The other was almost completely blind. These two little ladies had been praying from 10 at night till 4 in the morning every night for 20 years for God to pour out his spirit on the land. And you know what? It filled up. And then God began to do some things. Wow, that's the power of prayer. So as I was... Looking over my notes yesterday, I felt like the Lord just put a scripture into my heart for you. And the scripture is Jeremiah 29, 7. Pray on behalf of the city where you have gone in exile, for in its welfare you will have welfare. And I just wanted to challenge you. If you would say to the Lord, Lord, I'm willing to pray. Yeah, seek the the, the prosperity of the city for in its welfare when it prospers you too will prosper that you would commit yourself to be a prayer warrior for this city His love is the main thing. tuning in to Community Nights, a ministry of Main Thing Radio and Calvary, Miami Beach. Pastor Robert and Elizabeth invite you to join them each Friday as they share from the scriptures those things that are important to the church, the church family, and the community outside your four walls. We're so glad you joined us. If you'd like to explore more of these messages or listen to Pastor Robert's verse-by-verse teachings through the Bible, Visit MainThingRadio.com now. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You'll find a link on our website. We'd love to hear from you too. Let us know how Main Thing Radio has impacted you or someone you know. And tell us what the Lord's been doing in your life. You can connect through the contact form at MainThingRadio.com, through Facebook or Twitter, or just give us a call at 305-531-2730. Be sure to share any prayer requests too. We want to know how we can pray for you. 
That number again is 305-531-2730. We're coming to the end of our time with you today. Join Pastor Robert and Elizabeth next time for another Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. 